This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey everybody, your conductor and host Puya here. Now, before we start this podcast, I wanted to give you a heads up. Jacob Jones is here with me today. So you know some of the language is going to be a little bit out there. So I would recommend you put the kids away for this one or put your headphones on if you're at work. Jacob Jones needs no more introduction than this. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiancé Rahap Up podcast, where every week we hop on board the Hot Mess Express and we discuss all of the nonsense that goes on with all of these messy, messy couples. I'm your host and conductor, Quizan Vakili, ready to take you in on Season 3, Episode 7 of 90 Day Fiancé The Other Way. And today, I'm joined by a good friend, a nemesis, a rival, but above all, an amazing person. It is a one half host of the Real Housewives wrap up. It is Jacob Jones in the building. Jacob, how are you doing today? You forgot. Um, and son. You are my son. This yes, is true. You forgot. You forgot to add that on there. Um, I'm doing amazing. I'm doing really good. A lot of moving parts going on in my life. Like I love that you brought up, you know, one half of the. Um, iconic Real Housewives of Salt Lake City podcast because I am. And yeah, you know, th- this is also Puya, I would say. This is also my um, first kind of time watching, first season watching 90 Day Fiance. Yes, um, we got to like, debut here. Yeah, I'm getting my like, um, my like ass popped or not, not ass popped, but like cherry popped or whatever. <laughs> Um, yes. And so, you know, it'd be good. It'll be, it'll be fun. Not ass pop. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is, but, uh, you learn new things every day. A couple of weeks ago, Mari told me all about soaking and I still haven't, uh, Wait, what is soaking? Oh, bro. Wait, uh, is it like sexual? Yeah. Ask, uh, Maggie after when you're recording what later. I feel like Maggie is. will know. Yeah. Yeah. Is write it, it down. Do? No, I wouldn't. No, no. Is it like peeing on you? No, no, stop oh. guessing. I beg you, stop guessing. Please. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going well. All right, oh. let's just move on. Oh I'm just burdening Maggie with the explanation because I think it'll be good content for her to explain it to you on the podcast later. So, okay, so just say like, what is soaking? Is that, is that yeah, right? yeah. At the start of the podcast, be like, hey, I was told I have a homework for today. Okay. Puya asked me to ask you to explain to me what soaking is. Okay, perfect. I'll, I'll, I'll ask her. 
Perfect. I look forward to listening to that. Okay. <laughs> so this is your first time watching 90 Day Fiance, which I, I, I have had a very, very good streak here of bringing people ha- that haven't seen it before. And for the most part, everyone's loved it. What is your, what have your thoughts been watching 90 Day for the first time? So I guess my, so my first impression of watching it is different than how I thought it would go. TBH. Um, I, I just thought, always thought 90 Day was a boring show. I, I was so convinced. I'm like, okay, these people, like, how long can you do the same thing and call it good? I kind of, you know, had the same lineage with, a, you know, a show called Catfish on TV. It's like, how many times can, you know, we have mm-hmm. Catfish and it still be good? And so, and I know 90 Day has been on for so many years. I don't know how long. And they have so many, like, different renditions of it. And I was just like, I never got into the hype of it. And um, I'm like, well, please, you podcast about the show. He obviously likes the show. Um, and even getting geared up to watch this episode, I like saw people tweeting at me and you saying like, oh, talk about this. With the show." So I'm like, this might have like a cult following. What the hell is going on? Oh, yeah. I, I like saw the premiere um, and I was like, oh, so these people are like cracked out. And then I saw this episode and I was like, Oh, these people are really cracked out. And I really, I think that aspect of this show that I kind of really like is having just the different cultures um, and the different languages. I feel like that's like mm-hmm. a hit. Um, and also having the family members brought in. And it's just a lot of like unfiltered, opinionated people. And I guess something this drastic as in 90 Day Fiance, your families would have opinions about it. And some of my favorite parts in this episode specifically were listening to the family's reactions to different things that were happening um, with the people involved. So, yeah, yeah I, was, I, was, I was surprised. Good. <laughs> a good surprise. A good surprise. Right. You definitely came in on a good episode, too. We have a lot to talk about here. We're missing one of the couples this week. Uh, no Ellie and Victor, but it's going to be OK. Sound, this looks like next week we're going to get the juicy bits from them. So that'll be good. So far, it's been kind of lackluster over there. Mm-hmm. But it so has that's been. That's why they were like, am I? Well, so what, what 90 Day will typically do sometimes is if there's not a lot of content for a specific couple, they'll either give them one scene or they'll just remove them for a week and then make them a bigger feature on the next episode. Ah, so for you. example, this week, Kenny Armando had like the one big scene and that was it. And then Ellie and Victor had nothing. Next week, Ellie and Victor will have one or two scenes potentially and they made room for someone else. And I think this week, Corey and Evelyn probably had a lot more content despite not being really a part of the show all that much up until this point. And Benny and Ari really didn't have that much of a presence. I don't feel like this episode. And they've Uh, been like like the feature for most of the season. They've been like the main. Yeah. Well, as far as your, your question about the fandom and 90 day. Yeah. This show is, I knew you'd love it because it's messy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of things to look at. There's a lot of things to dissect. It gets pretty comical. So it's good there. But then also it has one of the biggest subreddit followings. Like the 90 day subreddit is undefeated. Yeah. So it definitely has its own corner of the internet that it, that people reside in. So yeah, because I remember watching TLC back in the day. And I, I mean, I, I was a TLC, not holic, but I definitely liked John and K plus eight. I liked, um, you know, I watched some of the Duggars. I watched um, the guy who owned the bake shop. Um, I don't know. Cake Boss. Yeah, I watched Cake him. Boss. Yeah. yeah. And so like Johnny Cake Boss A was really my mainstay on TLC. And after that went away. 
Um, mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of stepped away from, oh, and I would say it was a show. I don't think I can say the name. It starts with a G. Um, but it's off the air now. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Don't say it. Never mind. Regard it. Disregard <laughs> it. But, um, but yeah. And so I, I haven't been on TLC for a minute, but this show was actually like, I was very pleasantly surprised in how funny and like senseless these people were and like how frustrated I got at certain moments about how awful these men can be. Mm-hmm. So, um, do, so let, let me just make sure. So you've watched the first episode and this episode, right? Yeah, so if you have any questions to clarify about anyone's relationship, you just let me know and I'll fill you in on the gaps as we go along here. I feel like they did a great job at portraying what I needed to see. And so I'm going to yeah. let you know though. Yeah. I think you're going to be fine. I think you're going to be completely yeah. fine. So let's speaking of people who are maybe not that fine. Let's go over to Jenny and Sumit to start this podcast. So Jenny and Sumit, they're on their way to counseling with the Sumit's parents. Now, the last time we saw them, there's been a lot of friction. Sumit wants his family and Jenny to get along. He wants their blessing so bad. Now the mom has agreed to go to counseling. So this counseling meeting was a little bit awkward and I'm not quite sure how we got here. <laughs> the ending of this counseling meeting was wild because it feels like we went zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah, we but really did. It basically, um, the, the, the parents tell the counselor, Hey, so we don't really like, do you see what the problem is here? She is older than his mom. How would you be okay with that? This double the age. That's too much. We don't like, this is not really a thing we're familiar with around here. And the counselor, I thought did a really good job of trying to keep everyone level and, and progress them. I would say the counselor knew what she was doing. She was very good at her, at taking care of these people. No, definitely. Even I feel like she heard everyone out and like, when people were like, Hey, like you need to understand this. Like she broke it down for them to understand. I really, I really like that. And I have written down in my notes, I was like the counselor, like understood the assignment because we sometimes can see, uh, I just watch a lot of reality shows and I sometimes can see, you know, when counselors gets on the scene, the, the whole scene just becomes very toxic and it just a lot comes out. But I feel like she perfectly navigated the ending was like, wow, but she, she navigated really good for the most part. And I was here for, and I, I, I feel like, I don't think this was, I didn't think this was awkward. I just thought it was very hostile. And yes. I get the whole nuance of, you know, Jenny is twice. I think she was 63. Um, I believe I wrote down her age was 63. Mm-hmm. And, and like her walking in her and Samit walking into this, like, you know, her parents, I mean, his parents not even getting off the couch to greet them. them like, them just, it like, it created a very like hostile environment. And I felt like, I don't, I didn't think this could be a productive conversation at the beginning and just how, you know, his mom was very retreated back and also his dad to a certain extent, but his mom more so was, but I also can see a mom being concerned. Hey, my son is dating someone that's older than me. Like, Hey, something's wrong with this. He may have mommy issues at that point, but as a person who has, um, slept with people, you know, that could be, <laughs> I'm giving up tea about myself, Puya. Go on. But, you know what I mean, people? You know, I, I I don't like to cap an age. You know what I mean? 60, I'm 24. 60 isn't that bad. Especially if their pockets are heavy, too. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? It's like, the, I think the rest, everyone's been like, yo, the age don't matter. Like, they love yeah. each other. They're going to be here for each other. What does it matter? With 
Sumit's parents, this has been the biggest holdup. They just can't let it go that the age thing is a big deal to them. And we kind of see their insight or they explain their insight to it. So the question they put out to Jenny and Sumit is, so you're good now. You're you're in good relation now. Let's say in five to 10 years, your relationship's done. Where will Jenny go? What's what's the story there? And Jenny's like, after him, I don't need anybody else. I'll be fine. Like, everything's okay. And then the mom, you know, gets a little hostile, says, well, then be alone now. Why, why do you I was <laughs> I was dying. I was like his mom is not playing any games. But I think the the language barrier because I don't I'm not sure that Jenny could understand what she was saying and I'm kind of glad that she couldn't understand what she was saying because it was very like mm-hmm. wow. Like you can't like oh she she'll be alone. She doesn't want anyone else other than the son to say you know that happens. And then her being like, "Well, be alone now. Well, let's do it now." I'm like, "Oh my goodness, if I would have heard that and like understand what she was saying if I was Jenny, I would have literally left crying." Yeah, it was definitely sad to a sad sight to behold. And Jenny does a good job affirming it, even though they keep coming to her with this nonsense every single time. So then um, what is clear to me that they're mostly concerned about this part, not so much what her life is, but they believe that, you know, there was a confessional where the parents talk about in India. The reason there's no old people's homes is because we take care of each other. So. For a husband, a wife is who's going to take care of them. And they're like, well, if they break up, then who's going to take care of our son? Well, first of all, your son can take care of himself. Second of all, what does age have to do with that? I think what they keep trying to harp on is that in the last season we saw them, they were talking about how, well, when Jenny gets really old, Sumit has to take care of her and can no longer take care of us. And that was their concern. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's I feel a like constant that is shift. being pushed into the main concern. Like it could, now that that kind of makes more sense now because a little bit of it could be you're taking my son away from like it could be an attention thing. Like I want my son's attention. Um, I don't want you know. I, I just think that point what you just said how they were like, oh, you know, he'll have to take care of her, and then what about us? We're kind of left. It made damn that kind of makes sense. I can see you know I can be a little agitated at that too. I guess. Damn, yeah, I think that combined with, you know, their traditions, their like what they're used to, what they're accustomed to, it doesn't add up for them. But then this is where I thought the counselor does a good job of saying, well, I can tell your anger to the mom. Like I can tell you're angry, but um, that anger might be getting in the way of you caring for your son and your son caring for you. So I want you to give this a chance. And just let him let go for once, let him live his life and just see where you go from there. And I still don't quite know how we got here, because the next thing that happens is the mom tells the counselor um, that, okay, so what I can do is we can shift to their house because I don't think the marriage can happen yet. We can shift Mm -hmm. to their house and I can see if she can be a good daughter, Indian daughter in law. And I was like, oh, okay, so now the parents are going to move in with Samit and Jenny and you know, put her through the tests to see if she can pass those tests. But then this wasn't a conversation. It was more so a decision. She basically said, yeah, we're pulling up, have a bed ready for us because we're staying with you now. And I, I feel like she's doing this to run Jenny out. Like it, it's no, I, I also get the <laughs> nuance of, Hey, I want to know how you're going to be like, um, as a, a daughter-in-law, I want you to get involved into the culture and but I honestly think that she's doing this because she wants to run her out. And if I'm Jenny, if I'm older than your mama, I ain't having no other couple 
I don't give a damn if it's Sam, Sam, Pam, and Cam. They're not coming in my house, especially Jenny being the age that she is. This shouldn't be tolerable. And yeah. I just, I when, immediately when this happened, I was like, oh, she's trying to run, she's trying to run Jenny out. She's trying, cause it's no way that Jenny will stand for this. And she clearly said it. And, but one, th- one thing that I wanted to add before you even brought up this, I think that Jenny's age, I think she's able to like navigate this relationship, not saying the relationship would be better, but I actually feel like she's able to navigate the relationship with his parents in a much more mature way of her being the mature one and her parent and his parents being like, well, I don't want this to happen. So it's not going to happen. And even though Jenny's man, some of it should be like, okay, mom, I love her. So I'm going to do what I want to do. He's still like, you know, is wanting the approval of his parents. But Jenny, I feel like, I feel like she's at that age that she's comfortable in her own skin and his parents portrayal of her or their mindset on her really isn't going to deter her from acting on his son, on their son, which I really liked. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like for me, it's interesting because I really get the vibe that she just realized there's a loophole and the loophole is, Oh, if I do this, I can live with Sumit again and Sumit mm-hmm. can be close to me and I can win him back. Like it's just, it's such a weird dichotomy for me. And then the fact that Jenny has gone through so much to prove everything to Sumit and now has to prove to these parents that she would, she is worthy basically of their bit of a deadbeat son. I'm not going to lie. No, honestly, <laughs> is he, is he, is he deadbeat? I mean, the dude, like, he's just maybe not deadbeat, but he's definitely a sloppy person. Um, He has no passport. He doesn't know how to get a new passport. Uh, He, like, he stays not giving a firm answer. He's strung her along for, like, a decade now. Like, it's just so, she's given so much to this man. And to ask Jenny to give more is kind of insane to me, but she's left with no choice. It's either this or Sumit's never going to budge himself. Wait, okay, so... Okay, Puya. Yeah. Okay, so it was a scene. It was I think it was last week's scene that I saw. I saw a little bit of that. And I think it was last week's scene. But where Jenny and Sami were talking and he was like, Oh yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to get married to you. And she's like, I'm not I'm tired of coming down here. Um and I thought we were gonna get married so she can have a, a visa or something like that. And he keeps agreeing to marrying her, but then pulls out of it and she's like tired of it. She yelled and 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 flipped the chair. And I was loving that. I was loving that moment that I saw. I believe it was last week's episode. Yeah, the uh, Jenny getting mad at Sumit is something we've needed for a long time. <laughs> she's just not shown that side. Now she's finally, you know, fed up with him. Because how much yeah. is enough? Like, because some of the context that you may not have from from before with them, their history. So Jenny initially moves to India to be with him. Sumit moves out of his parents' house, lies to them about why. He says that he found a job in another city. In reality, he quit his job and wanted to move to Jenny so they could live together in another city in India. And she was pretty much paying for everything. And then one day, randomly, the, these people pull up to their house and take Sumit, the people turned out to be Sumit's in-laws because Sumit was married to someone else. Okay, (laughs) So Sumit was married to someone else at this time. These in-laws pull him out of the house. They take his passport and then finally in the last season, he gets divorced from the other woman. Jenny you know, comes back. Everything's looking better with Jenny. But then this season we find out he still doesn't have a passport. He's just like not gone after it. And for Jenny to stay in India, she has to keep re-entering the city, the country every four, no, sorry, six months so that she can get her visa reissued. 
because she's not on a, she's on a visit visa. She's not on a marriage visa. So that's why she's like, just marry me. So I don't have to deal with that anymore. And Sumit is bending over backwards to do anything but that it feels like. So that's why I think she deserves better. Chappelle was here. Chappelle would say the same thing. Gandhi no. was here. She should say the same thing. We're all on the same page here. But the, you know, the thing, no, honestly, she deserves better. Absolutely. But she should know that she deserves better. And she know this dude ain't shit. Hasn't been shit. Hasn't really been completely honest with anybody for the longest. Has been doing this, you said, for a decade. Every time you say six months, I expect the ring. Six months, I expect the ring, and I ain't getting that damn ring. Jenny, honestly, you too, you're, you are too mature and too seasoned to put up with this shit. What is Jenny? Why is Jenny just sitting? I mean, love is love, and love can drive you blind, and love can drive you crazy. But at the same time, common sense needs to be knocking on that door and to be like, hey, it's time to pack that shit up and move that shit out. Don't I mean, that? that would be great. That would be lovely. I think the problem is that Jenny's put so much of her like time and life on this that I don't think she almost it's as if she doesn't want to accept failure, right? Because if she accepts failure, she's accepting that the last 10 years were for nothing. And I don't think she's willing to see that. Um, so when common sense knocks on the door, I think she's not looking through the people. She's kind of just leaving the door she's leaving yeah. the door cracked a little bit she like bruno mars and anderson pack says she's gonna leave the door open i i, <laughs> I, I, I get who i guess child I, you know jenny try to move back to the states i i'll find a man for you honey I, I got a man for you i got a man that's gonna treat you real good that's gonna treat you real nice his name is um last name is Chappelle. <laughs> um so come back in um <laughs> We can we can work on something a little bit. Um, yeah, you're gonna match make. You're gonna match yes. make for Chappelle. Honestly, I think I think Chappelle will be good. I think Chappelle, will, you know, lay it down good. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, Miss Jenny, she's gonna be loving it. You know what I mean? So hey, I could see that. I could see that, and I think both of them will be very happy together. I do too. Okay, Puya, we have to sign a petition. We have to like get a petition going, get people's signatures, yeah. like make this stuff happen. Because I think Chappelle will need a push to do it, but I feel like we are the people to make that push happen. So let's bottle that up, ship it out, and hopefully we'll have a good return. There you go. We we just solved this problem very quickly. <laughs> we shine. We know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. Um then one last scene with them. Let's talk about them one more time and then we'll leave Jenny and Sumit B. Uh, they go over to another place the next day to talk and there's like monkeys all around and Jenny doesn't know how to, like, she's like nervous about it. And so it's like, eh, she'll just don't, don't, you know, do anything to them. They won't do anything to you, which is sound logic. But I feel like if I was having a conversation, my eyes would just be wandering. Cause I don't, I don't know, you know, I can't predict the behavior of animals. So I'd be very stressed out, like thinking about that. I couldn't like put it aside, but so Jenny thinks exactly what you thought, where she's going to move in with them to push her out and make her life hell. And she's not, she's not, you know, mentally prepared for that. And then Sumit says something so outrageous to me. He says, he talks to Jenny. He's like, yeah, sometimes in life, you know, we have to make some changes in our life. I'm sorry. Are you talking to Jenny? Who's done literally 100% of all the changes in your relationship? What have you changed Sumit? What have you done? That's different. You've done the same thing. For the last 10 years, and we're sick of it. Mm, <laughs> I'm sick of it. And I haven't even known it for the last wait. Has this show been on for 10 years? 
No, but they've been in a relationship for about 10 years. Like they've oh, known I'm each other for sick. the last 10 years. So he, I bet he was doing some worse shit before the show, before they got on the show. And you know, well, we're going to you want to clean it up a little bit. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me put you onto something. Would you like to know how Jenny and Sumit met? Child, if this is, if you're talking about ChristianMingle.com, how they meet Puya? Okay. So this is how they met. So Jenny starts communicating with someone. I don't remember the name that he used. So he catfished her. He catfished her in the initial part of the relationship, then eventually came clean. And Jenny was like, oh, he's more handsome than the catfish profile he was using (laughs) and like stuck with him. So the relationship was built on nonsense. And here we are 10 years later. And it's (laughs) we need. Do you know the show Iyanla Fix My Life? No. Oh, Puya, you need to go see her greatest moments on YouTube. But she's like a counselor, life changer, whatever you have. So we need we need to get on the phone with Jenny. I mean, I'm pretty sure Jenny, like, we need, we need to get on the phone with Jenny because this is unacceptable. And and I'm glad that she was on the same wavelength as me. Like, hey, your parents are moving in on a mission. Like, she's, you know, she's to that point in age where she can suss out the BS and she can get to the point in where she knows the mama's agenda. And wait, does Jenny have kids? She does. Jenny does have kids. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Jenny. Jenny. Yeah, homegirl. And I'm guessing her kids are of a certain age. I'm assuming they're older. Yeah. So the kids are like, I would say in their. I want to say in the. She's in her twenties because we have seen her daughter and her daughter's partner sit down with Jenny and Sumit and like you know give Sumit the business of you don't hurt her be good to her and stuff like that. So I would say okay. they're about like our, somewhere in our age. Okay. So they're not in the age of like, Oh, looking for a stepdaddy. They like, I am you know, okay. They, they're good on that. Jenny, it's time to drop him. You know what his mama trying to do. And it's all, you oftentimes hear that rhetoric of, Oh, respect your elders. And like, in my mind, this is a weird dichotomy because Jenny is older than, you know, the mom. And in, in most relationships, people are like, Oh, I want to really impress the mom. I want to really show the mom respect. But in the mom's like, I mean, Jenny is your elder mama. Mama Summit, and I'm like, uh, you should kind of be coming at her a little differently. Jenny has lived enough life, experienced enough things to, I feel like, get that respect just off the bat, but she's not getting it because she's not even putting her own self worth at the forefront. And she's, you know, belittling her own self by sticking in the situation. And it started yeah. off with BS. It started off with a, with a, with another man as the cover photo. And you're like, oh, this other man is sexier. Oh my gosh. I'm getting my whistle wet. I'm, you know, I'm, what did, what did Mari say last week? I'm swimming or I'm swishing. What was it? I'm, I'm soaking. Yeah. There um, you go. <laughs> yeah. Child, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. I wish that animal would have sat on your head. But yeah, yeah <laughs> these are your friends. They are most certainly not. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's go to a, let's go to a brighter place. Let's go to a um I say brighter, honestly, it's actually, you know, they're also in a a bit of doo-doo. Let's go over to Corey and Evelyn and and deal with their mess now. So Corey and Evelyn, last we've seen them, you know, there's a lot of conversation that the whole another Jenny, not the same Jenny. But I another Jenny at first. I was like, is he getting with the with the with the little boy, white woman? Come on. Now. That would be a crossover that none of us need. That would be so bad. I would not be here for it. So so okay, so here's what's going on. Okay. So Corey and Evelyn. Corey is starting to feel like he needs to come clean about the Jenny stuff. And he's not really told Evelyn the full business. Evelyn's friend and his friend were, were basically like, if you don't tell her, I will. So mm-hmm. he told Evelyn he's going to go looking for jobs, but really he's going to go see Jenny and, and talk to Jenny. So Jenny lives about an hour away from where he is. And last we found out, he's ghosted Jenny ever since he, him and Evelyn made up. So he never really let her down. And this exchange was very nice ultimately. And Jenny's a real one. Like both Jenny's on this show, I appreciate this. Jenny was very nice to douchebag Corey. Uh, you said that correctly. Douchebag Corey, not worth the damn Corey shit. Corey man, ain't shit. Corey. Um, what's some more adjectives we can throw at this pathetic attempt to want to just soothe your shit. Like I was so mad, like watching this man move and mm-hmm. I, I, we can get to their Evelyn and Corey situation later as we talk about them. Um, Cause I definitely have opinions on the, how the situation ended, but he said, Oh, I wanted to give um Jenny a good goodbye. I wanted to really like make sure everything was put away, a proper goodbye. This man just wanted to see her last time because his meat was getting hard and he was getting wet. Like I was so perplexed, Puya, at the just the way that he put it, oh, I want to give her one last goodbye. You ghosted this woman. Like let her be. You you rekindle with your they're not married, are they? No. There they are, because she was talking about divorce papers. Yeah. Like, so okay, don't. so here's what happened with them. So the whole storyline for them this season is that Corey and Evelyn are planning to get married. They're planning the wedding. They're telling their family about the, you know, the wedding festivities. Mm-hmm. But then they threw a bombshell on us about three episodes ago. We found out that Corey and Evelyn got married last year because Corey couldn't stay in the country anymore because his visa was expiring. So they got married on like they signed the documents, oh. got married on paper so that he could stay. And then they were going to have the ceremony now. But something you need to know is that Evelyn has never really believed in marriage or thought that she would get married. So it was a big deal for her to get married with him. And then she didn't tell her family about it, which her family were very upset that they didn't know about that. 
So you combine those things. And then the fact that they're planning their wedding ceremony now, Corey is talking to Jenny here and now about all this. Yeah. And I get like you wanting a goodbye, but if you are, you've rectified the situation with your current and why, oh, let me just give her a really good goodbye. Like to the woman that you got into it with, you got involved with, um, even if y'all were taking a break, stepped away from the marriage or whatever. But like, why do that? You could have just left her on red, so, left her goodbye. And I don't agree with ghosting in the first place. So you ain't worth mm-hmm. the damn for that in the first place. But why go back is my hope. So, okay. So let me, let me tell you my two cents on it. Cause I think we are a little bit on opposites, not a hundred percent on opposites. Okay. Because I think Jenny deserves the closure. Jenny literally thought, cause he was supposed to meet her parents. They were looking at apartments together. Like Jenny fully thought this was a like relationship relationship. And then one day her man is just gone. He's just evaporated into the cloud. Like he just doesn't exist anymore. So Jenny deserves this closure, but she's getting it way too late. And Corey's going about it the wrong way because the only reason Corey's doing any of this is that his friend put him on a shot clock and said, if you don't tell Evelyn, I will. And now he's finally realized, oh, I should do the right thing. Like, oh, thank you. A year later, you should do the right Mm. thing. Lovely. Good choice. Okay. Okay. I'm giving, I'm giving, sorry, Jenny, you did, you did deserve that. Corey, you still ain't worth the shit. And Corey's friend that told him, Hey, you go on a shot clock. Either you tell her or I am. That's the type of, of friend every man needs someone to hold accountable and also someone to respect and empathize with, um, a woman's feelings because men can be, we can be douchebags at times and we all oh, can be thinking of that. And I love that his friend did say, Hey, like, you better own up to this and be a man about the situation and handle it accordingly. So, Jenny, go ahead and get your due deals of goodbyes. But I love their I I didn't love their interaction. I thought their interaction was cute because they were talking and they probably do this in other episodes as well. When, you know, they did show um, Jenny and Corey together, but they were talking in the phone to like translate mm-hmm. the words. And I thought that was so cute. But another thing that could, could be lost at this point could also be when Corey was speaking or when Jenny was speaking, they were speaking into the phone, but they were also looking at that other person, which I thought was so kind of sexy and like, Oh, we got my like, you know, spine shivering. And I really liked that. I was like, okay, this is also very cute. And Jenny, at the end, when she said, I have a date tonight. I love that. Oh, I was living. I was living. Because he had to read that. Like, is like she said it, but also like the second punch was like, you have to read that in the translator. I was like, (laughs) go ahead and get yours, Jenny. I'm glad you ain't waiting (laughs) around for this boy. Well, then speaking of this guy you know, staying douchey, then there was a confessional with him where the producers asked him, do you still have feelings for Jenny? And he was like, oh, that's a big one. Um, Oh, that's very difficult. Do you have the can I have a sip before I say something? Just shut up. OK, the answer is no. But you clearly can't say that, which is awful. Again, you knew full well what you were doing when you got married. You got married. You got married. And then she said, we're on a break. And then you, you know, went about your business and did all this stuff. Don't act like, you know, he is not the victim here to me ever. Right. But then let's go over to talk about um, Evelyn, him telling Evelyn about all this. So he, mm-hmm. it, from what we saw, he doesn't tell Evelyn that he went to see her. That doesn't get brought up. But he says that, you know, I didn't give you the whole truth about Jenny. It was more than a one night thing. 
It was more serious. And Evelyn starts getting angry. She's like, well, what the, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what are you talking about? What, what, what are you telling me right now? And he's like, we were in a relationship. And Evelyn's mad. She's like, You've been denying it this whole time. She thought it was only, okay, so this is what Evelyn was told, what she thought. She thought it was only four nights total. She thought that he had mentioned to her that he, they tried, you know, having sex once and he couldn't get it up. So she took that as a compliment of like, oh, he only has eyes for me. Yeah. So she thought these two things, not only was it not four nights, it was way more than that. Not only did they not, um, did he not get it up? He got it up and, and got it done. And so that also happened. Then, yeah. Yeah. So all, and she was like, can you be more gross? Like she was done. She was done because the, the point in contention that I, I'm glad she clarified because Corey was saying, you said we could see other people. You said that. And she said, I did say that. And that's fine, but I'm not okay with you lying to my face this whole time. You swore mm-hmm. on your dead dad that nothing else happened. You that's swore disgusting. that nothing. Imagine just like the lies, lies, lies. And, and cause it's okay. So I feel like it would, it would have been, I, th- I think, for example, if they had never talked about it and he hadn't said anything that would have stung, but then they hadn't talked about it. But if you are confronted about something like that and you're denying and then you get caught later, of course, it's going to feel like betrayal. It feels like we were building a life on, a, you know, a foundation of lies. How am I supposed to feel if for the one year we've been married, you've been lying to me about something very serious for 10 months of it? Like, that is not cool. It was quite. It, and I. I I could I I mean I completely I think she's completely like um valid in every opinion and every feeling that she had Evelyn and I just don't know what Corey like expected like other than that kind of reaction that she had he probably was like well I kind of told her a little bit so she can't really is she really going to get that mad if I give it a little bit more juice to it I just don't know what could be going through his mind and thinking hey this situation is going to end okay for you in y'all's relationship. And I mean, I'm glad he, I'm glad he said something because Evelyn does deserve to know the full truth, especially where their relationship is at right now. But yeah, Corey, and I bet Corey was so pissed after, you know, after um, he talked to Evelyn about everything and how Evelyn reacted, he was like, damn, I could, I should have just stuck with Jenny. I should never ruin it. I should have told Evelyn before I went to go talk to Jenny to see if she would be receptive or she would throw me away. Because if she throws me away, then I could just go back to Jenny. That's what type of dude I feel like Corey is. But, Well, that's the thing is that I don't like uh, Evelyn's not the best person either. Evelyn's actually (laughs) pretty bad herself. Yes. But but I'm fully recognizing that Evelyn did not believe in marriage, did not want to get married and broke that for him, did Mm. that for him. So and and we've learned throughout the season when she told her family about it, her family her background, they don't believe in divorce. If you married someone, that's your person donezo. So the fact that she would now potentially be going against her family to get a divorce from this guy. And, and, you know, we see another scene where he tries to talk to her about it more and Evelyn's crying and Corey's sitting there saying, yeah, Evelyn doesn't cry ever. So I know she's very hurt. It's like, okay, you've crushed her. She did not think. You would be this way. I I will say because Corey has kind of been a bit of like seemed very doormatty for the entire time of the relationship. So I'm sure she never expected someone like Corey to do something like this to her. So it, it definitely stings extra for her. I feel like. Yeah, I think that's a, a valid point that you bring up um, about how she kind of didn't want to get married anyways. 
mm-hmm. because she kind of pulled that trigger. I know it was a lot, you know, mounting up to this point, but she kind of pulled that trigger very fast, even when Corey did say it. And I'm thinking that she was like, well, I kind of didn't want to do this anyway. So let's just end it anyways. Like you leave, let's do it. Because it was a very quick like reaction. It wasn't like, I need time to sit on this. It was like, no, pack your shit and get out of my, uh, and then get out immediately. And I feel like this is what she wanted for a long time, maybe. And she just had the perfect, not excuse because he did a shitty thing, but she had the perfect reasoning to back up wanting to kind of cut the cord. Yeah, I, it's just, it was so uncomfortable, this entire exchange. And like, it basically came down to Evelyn gets up to leave and essentially says, yeah, pick up your stuff and go because I am done with this. And he was like, are you serious? Yeah. And she storms away with the dog and then she's messaged him stuff later saying, you know, I knew you were lying. I had a feeling you were lying to my face Mm -hmm. and you were, you're a piece of garbage. And she just says she doesn't trust him anymore. She doesn't trust him at all. And he is coming off as a broken record and she doesn't trust anything he's going to say to her. And then we see the next time on that um she wants him to sign divorce papers and he's talking to the cameras and saying if she asks me for if she gives me divorce papers i will tear them up so they're gonna be a mess for the rest of the season and i guess from that standpoint i'm excited because content <laughs> but also it's you know it's never fun to see a couple go through this stuff but you know it is what it also, is. also i thought it was really funny when they were um meeting um and kind of talking about the Jenny situation. I don't know. I don't know when this took place this episode, but um, Evelyn was saying, I mean, do you think like, just because you're like white with blonde and blue eyes, you, you think like every girl wants you here. You think you're like Brad Pitt or something. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. You like thinking he's that like a fucking cast. feels Nova. dated. Brad Pitt <laughs> feels dated. I mean, who is Brad Pitt still like the symbol? I feel like, I feel like, I feel like no. Brad Pitt still gets a lot of, you know, people's whistles wet, but like, I don't know. I feel like he's not the main anymore, though. Should he? Should she have said Justin Bieber? No, I feel like no. I don't think so. I'm thinking of the actors. I feel like um one of the Ryans potentially. Could oh, be Ryan Gosling or yeah, Chris oh, Evans Thor. could be a shout. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, Chris Hemsworth would be a big yeah, shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, he's none of them. So yeah, oh yeah, he, yeah, completely. He, she yeah, probably yeah, she probably needs to. to Go back to the drawing board of the celebrity pop culture life and get another relevant, more not sorry, relevant. Um, get a, just a, a higher person. I mean, Brad Pitt's um, still a shout, but I yeah, felt like yeah. I was like, it, you know, I don't know if Brad Pitt's the first name that'll come to mind now. <laughs> Maybe she meant it in a shady way too. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you used to be all that. I mean, he's still good. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't hate Brad Pitt. I don't now feel like I'm shady. Yeah, I think Brad. Brad Pitt. No, I think Brad Pitt's the guy. <laughs> I, he could have said Matthew McConaughey. Well, you know Matthew McConaughey is a local to Austin, and he's like, I'm. I saw him in a mall one time. Oh no way. Yeah, I well, it wasn't in the mall. I was driving in the parking lot of the mall in my car. And in, in my car and I was like driving to the parking lot and I was letting him cross the street to get to the mall. He was with his mom, with his children and his wife. And I recognized his wife. I didn't really recognize him. And uh, and yeah, and then I ran into the mall, saw him purchasing um, tickets for the theaters. They were seeing the Aladdin movie, the one with Will Smith. Um, and then I saw his wife and one of their children at um, Kendra Scott uh, jewelry store. And so, yeah. Yeah, have you heard about this um, Angelina Jolie and The Weeknd potentially dating? 
Wait, is that a rumor? That's I have not heard of. They will be sexy yeah. as hell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Damn. Wait, I did not. I did not. What, what news sources are you are you looking at? It was on the old time. I think I think Complex tweeted something about it. I feel like I have my ear to the streets closer than you have your ear to the streets. Wow. What are you trying to say, Jacob? I mean, Puya, you know, you you are um, I'm a young chicken. OK, D- bro, you're what are you five years younger than me. That's not much. <laughs> <laughs> We're not Jidian we Sumit levels of age difference. <laughs> no, we are the new Jidian Sumit. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd gladly be Jenny in that equation. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I would too. Um, wait, okay, I, know, I didn't know this. I'm gonna look into it after this, but um, hope, well, anytime, anytime the weekend is in love, his music doesn't slap as hard as it as it does. <laughs> you want him broken so you can so, have better tunes. I want, I want him a little, you know, a little sad. I like sad boy weekend <laughs> rather than joyful, lovey dovey weekend. But you know, that'll be hot though. I mean, because I know her and Brad Pitt got a divorce, so. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. Well, um, speaking of divorce, Corey and Evelyn might be getting divorced. We'll find out next week more about that. And then let's go to a happy couple. Okay. Let's go to a couple that's not looking to get a divorce anytime soon. Let's go over to Kenny and Armando real quick. So, <laughs> Kenny and Armando didn't have a lot going on story wise on this episode, but we got a very big, juicy detail that was actually very uplifting. So, last season, I have mentioned this before on the podcast. Last season, Kenny and Armando went to um, get their marriage license and they basically denied them outright right then and there. And they said, you have to go to the human rights um, and get a letter from them. And then if you get a letter from them, then we can take your application in and hopefully everything can work out. So now they're on their way to get their marriage license. They have gotten the letter from the human rights people and they are nervous, but hoping optimistic that everything will work out. They get to the marriage license office and we get the best news. Turns out the state has authorized so that you do not need this letter anymore. Same sex marriage is recognized and um, applicable, not applicable. It's doable, basically, it's doable, where yeah. before they had to go through hoops, they no longer have to do that, which is actually amazing. This was a very, this was a very cute scene. And again, we didn't see much of like what you said, but just the, I feel like this was a highlight of the show, uh, of this episode for me. And so like, cause what they went to the, to the place to get, you know, their, they had a date for the wedding, um, get the papers authorized, their, you know, marriage authorized. And just for the guy that was, you know, they were talking to and dealing with for him to say, Oh, this paper is no longer needed. Like, you know, uh, things were passed and it was just like a very like sweet, tender moment. And I was so ready for um, Armando to translate it to Kenny. She's like, hurry up, tell him, tell him the news, tell him the news. Uh, because you know, they were just speaking in Spanish. I was like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. But it was, I, I love this. It, it was very cute and I'm excited for him. And was that one of their daughters that was with them? Um, yeah, so that is um, um, Armando's daughter from his first marriage. Yeah, and doesn't Kenny have a daughter as well? Uh, Kenny does have a daughter as well. Um, Kenny's daughters are older. Kenny's daughter was actually visiting them um, until the last episode, I think. So mm. previously, have they been like a more positive kind of couple, as we see with the craziness that happens with the rest of the couples? Yeah, they honestly are like the one beacon of hope in the 90 day franchise. <laughs> it's just they've always been every time we see them, they make me happy. 
I want them to succeed so bad. I was so happy to see this news for them. And it's just, it's, it's looking good. Everything's looking on the up and up for old uh, Kenny and Armando here. I love that. I love that. They seem very sweet. And I'm, I'm excited to honestly, Puya, after like watching this first episode, I believe I'm going to like watch more because it was so cracked out that I have to see how, how these, bro, that's what happened to Chappelle, man. Chappelle came on the pod, um, and Scally both came on the pod, like caught up with the episodes, come on the pod. And then they've been keeping up since. So I believe I've got a converted another fan here, which I'm very happy about. Well, you mean they came on the potty? No, no podcast. Okay. (laughs) You unprofessional podcaster, you. <laughs> but I love it. Potty is the swimming pool. So, like, what are we talking about here? No, but yeah, anything with. Uh, never mind. That was your like. That was your moment. I feel like the minute you talked about your swimming pool shenanigans, Honestly, that was a new chapter for you. It like took off now. for me. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that have PP fetish, like not P. Sorry, not PP fetish. <laughs> ah, that you know that enjoy Jacob Jones talking about you know urinating and where I do it at and things like that. So honestly, you know that was the moment, Puya. It was on um, Survivor. Um, it was a very chaotic day too. But um, yeah, that was a beacon. <laughs> that was like the new, you know, Jacob Jones, the P boy. And I, you know, I kind of you know have fall to the way from that, but. I love that for me. I honestly do. Like who who else is brought into like a you know a world uh by being and by telling pee stories? It does sound like the start of a villain origin story where like that is you started, everything's big, and then next thing you know, you've become like the super villain. I just I can see that arc. I can just see it happening. It's actually happening. Like I, I want that for myself. I hate everyone. <laughs> everyone is not on my level. And if you're not peeing in pools, you're not living life, baby. So go ahead and get urinate whenever you feel like it, even if it's in your bed, because who's going to clean it up? You. And that's okay. I don't know what you just said, but we're going to move on to the next time on for Kenny and Armando. And Armando tells Kenny, I want another, I want a child. And Kenny basically mentions that he would rather help a kid than make one. Which alludes oh. to he would like he would rather adoption over yeah. a, a whole new baby, and then Kenny's talking. Uh, Armando's talking about how he thinks that would be too long of a process. So we're going to get into some of the nitty gritty with the two of them about their potential introduction of a new kid into their lives next week. Which I'm, which I'm actually very excited for because I like the approach that um, he had when he was like, "I'd rather help a kid because." Um, you know, a lot of people just love having like the baby start off, um, when they're like a newborn, but it's so many, uh, amazing and beautiful things that can happen once you kind of have like a child that's already like of age and just like helping that child out and just kind of like following through life is, I, I love those type of stories and I like his outlook on it. So we'll see where it goes. We will. We will. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That leaves us with two more couples here. We'll go to Ari and Binium next. Because I think they also didn't have a lot, a lot going on yeah. here after having a very strong start to the season. But we pick up right where we left off with the two of them. Ari is getting ready to go see her family back in the States. She's going to take the trip. Uh, and it's all because baby Avi needs to have a surgery and she would rather the baby have the surgery in the States. Binium is obviously very much hesitant, nervous, worried about this entire situation. Yes. So then um, we start the scene with them. They get two scenes this episode. So the first scene we get is Binium walks into the room. uh, Ari's getting packing stuff, getting ready to leave. And Binium pretty much says, don't go. Just don't go, please. It's like, I I have to go. This is happening. And then we find out that the after they had their conversation at the barbershop, Binium came home and hid her passport. (laughs) So. Um, I feel like she kind of felt like Sumit for two seconds where she just didn't have a passport. But then sounds like he gave it back um, soon enough. But the reason that uh, Jacob, the reason that she forgives Binium immediately pretty much about this is because Binium has another child. He was married previously to an American woman and had a child with that woman. And then she went to the States with the baby and never came back. And he's basically oh, lost contact with his other child. Yeah. So this is bringing up a lot of nervousness for him because this has happened to him before. So this is why he's so paranoid about all this, but she forgives him. It's very clear that she's trying to make him feel comfortable with all this because she sits him down and then in his language says, you are my family until the end of time. And then she gets on one knee and gives him a ring. She got matching rings for them <laughs> and she wants him to feel comfortable and and see this as proof that she's not going anywhere like she'll be back in a month she shows him Jay, look at my closet all my clothes are still here like i'm not going to be abandoning you and i actually thought it was very sweet from ari to uh try and make him feel comfortable with all this yeah i i thought it was very sweet as well and they seem like a very lovey-dovey couple and like contrary to like the rest of the guys like on this show i could really tell that like he like really loved Ari. Like I could just tell mm-hmm. that from like his emotions and I loved how he displayed his emotions. But I did think the passport thing, well, which she points out, it was a little like, it was a little ticky ticky boom boom. It was a little like, hold on, homeboy, what are we doing here? <laughs> and I love the call out um, that she had about him, but also the grace that she allowed by his past, you know, experiences and how that can, you know, shape the way that they are now. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't like the passport situation, but I did think they were very cute and they just seemed very normal. Um, as well, and so I, 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 I not stand them, but I, I tolerate and I kind of like their love story. You've definitely missed some of their wild moments this season. Ooh, I'm gonna go watch a highlight on YouTube. Yes, because they aren't a very lovey-dovey moment currently. But a little earlier this season, it was looking very rocky from the two. <laughs> of them. But I do agree with you. I think they both like they want to be together. They want to make mm-hmm. this work. And I just I did love the um the directions that she went to ensure him and reassure him that everything's going to be okay i'm going to come back you're not going to regret letting me leave pretty much mm, yeah um because isn't it isn't it for surgery is for surgery for him 
No, it's surgery for their baby. Their baby um, has a hernia. Okay, that's what I was. So I was confused because I didn't see a baby in this episode. Well, at the at the very end at the and airport. At the very, at the, yes. Okay. At the, didn't, but when they were talking, I was kind of thinking, oh, because they, they, he he must need surgery. And even in the previews, I was like, oh wait, he needs surgery, but he's not going. But the baby is going. Okay. Now it, it makes sense. But oh, it's like okay, this this really this really makes sense. But now I'm kind of connecting the real dots because the other woman, she had a baby and she left and. It's not just her leaving, but it's also their child leaving as well. Which yes. Is making him very like angsty. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Because now still in the passport, it's still a little bit too much, but I understand you. I understand you, Benny. Yeah. I, I feel like he never intended on not giving her the passport. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was like a reactionary moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely, yeah. So I'm definitely in a position where I am rooting for them. I hope they work things out. I've still like, I think both of them are, have their faults for sure. But I think present day in this current moment on the season, I'm rooting for the two of them for now. The Aww. next time on shows, uh, um, Ari in the U S with her family and her family are trying to convince her that they would like for her and the baby and Ari uh, on Binium to move closer to them. So we'll see what happens. I mean, this is always something I thought was going to happen. They're going to be like, why are you there? You should come back here. <laughs> so we'll see how all that plays out with them. Yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for them though, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that leaves us with one last couple. And <laughs> I beg you don't say you're rooting for these two. Cause I certainly am not. It's Steven and Alina. Jacob, <sighs> what are your thoughts been? Um, just, impression first impressions of meeting steven and alina first impression weird like i didn't uh, well put yeah (laughs) i I think i think that i think that was the first like thing that came into my mind and he was well i did see that he was from salt lake city and so my mind immediately went to housewives when i saw that he was from salt lake city i was like oh you know probably he's an ex-mormon and then as we got into later you know, they started talking about their issues or he started, you know, uncovering the the table. Then, you know, I kind of was like, wait, is he ex-Mormon? Do you know if he's ex-Mormon? No, no, no. He's Mormon. Like okay, uh, he's still, okay, present he's Mormon. Mormon. Okay. He's yeah. a present. He's a present day Mormon. Oh yeah. Okay, so, so actually, like, let me give you, I would like to fill some dots here for you with them. Cause I feel dots. like it's going to be interesting. So basically he is, a, he is Mormon and he has been, he has got Alina to also start the process of potentially converting because he wants to, you know, he says that he, it's important for him that he maintains his commandments and it's important for him for her to also be a part of the church. So this, what this entails is that, you know, no drinking, obviously uh, no sex before marriage and all of this stuff. But then this past week and these last couple of weeks, we're learning more and more that Steven may have not been as forthcoming about all this because she thinks he's a virgin and he's not done anything of the sort. We found out that's not the case. He is 100% not a virgin. And he broke the news to her in the previous episode. And now here we are because they're at this wine tasting currently. And the, he agreed to go on the wine tasting on the condition that they don't drink the wine. They just take like they sip it. They sense it. They spit it out. So the episode starts. and. 
Alina just throws back the wine and it was so good. He was like, did you really swallow that? that? Yeah. (laughs) It was so good. And, and she was like, did you really, you know, see other people? Yeah. Uh, I, I, no, when she said that, that legendary status, I was like, mm-hmm. I, I stand because how quick witted she was ready to get into his ass, Puya. And I mm-hmm. was so like, and like everyone has their own, like, you know, everyone goes through their own journey with like spirituality or whatever the case may be. And everyone has their own um, kind of moral code that they stick by and things that they want to do. But when you don't give someone that you're dealing with a choice to like accept that or not, it's really piss poor of you. Um, because they're also in their relationship and you also have to think about their feelings and what they want to, what, how they kind of want their partner. Everyone has a type of partner that they have in their head, an ideal partner for themselves. And some people are like, no, I don't want, I want me and my husband to have like the same, uh, what is she, has she discussed if she's a virgin? Yes. Yes, she is. Okay. So yeah, people want, sometimes people want to be like, yo, I, I want me and my husband's first time to be with each other. And just like you didn't give her that opportunity and you lied is very scumbaggy, very douchebaggy, very ball sacky, very, ugh. and I was very disgusted at him. So like, yo, you lied. You're a liar. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? He's a complete hypocrite because he's been trying to get her to, be on this path of, you know, purity, which is fine, right? If they both agree to it, it's fine. But what's not fine is that you've done a bunch of stuff and you've pretended you veiled it as if you've never done stuff. So then again, this kind of goes back to the Corey and Evelyn of it all. You've been lying to my face all this time. Why would I have to listen to anything you have to say? Okay. So he basically says, I'm, I'm, you know, just because I've done stuff, it doesn't mean I'm not trying to improve. She says, I feel like you've been a hypocrite. And at the same time, you've lied to me. And then she asks him, how many girls did you sleep with? Okay. So this is a simple question, right? Someone says, how many people have you slept with? You think you kind of, you know, you raise your eyebrows to the air. You kind of look at them with your eyes. You look upstairs mm-hmm. and you're like, mm-hmm, do the math, carry the one. Okay. 12, like whatever the number is. Right. Yeah. So she, he replies, well, I've made out with over a hundred and then I've been more intimate with about two dozen. And then I've had sex with five. Like, first of all, I don't believe you at all. You, these numbers are way exaggerated. I don't trust Literally. it. You don't seem like you have a hundred makeouts and, and two dozen. No, no, none of More that. than a hundred right. makeouts, Puya. More than a hundred. That yeah. is ridiculous. The yeah, big no. Big no. What are you, Barney Stinson? Like, ain't nobody no. putting up. Like, stop it. No, literally, I was like, yo, I can, I can like count on my hands uh, and I can put a toe in there too about how many people I've made out with. You know what I mean? And so just for him to say, oh, over a hundred. And then we kind of did something more intimate, 24. And then like, and yeah, oh, you're 20, like, well, you were 23 years old, 24 years old. Like, this guy, how, how is he? gone through a hundred stop it stop the lies and like and you're from salt lake city too the capital of mormonism and like that's here's the thing for me too is like if he's lying about these numbers right you lie you lie about these numbers with your homies right with your with your friends you're like yeah you know and there's like oh my god god blah 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 whatever like you know guys be guys and 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 be doing like frat bros be frat broing pretty much exactly so like but then to her because again, I'm going off of, I don't believe these numbers. I'm like, why would you say this? Why would you say like, this is, if we do the math, it's like 140 people. Like that is ridiculous. <laughs> I guess he wanted to like, like it was on TV. I want to seem like that dude on TV, but no, you're sick in the head. 
Um, Steven, you're sick. <laughs> we in the just head. watched him, dude. We just watched him in the last episode. Like, put his tongue in the wine glass to like taste it. He the, the, he is not coming off as this bad boy as he might think he's coming oh off. And then in the confessional, he's like, yeah, um. We oh, also wait. First of all, the last time he was intimate with someone, he tells her was last October. <laughs> and she's like, we were in a relationship during that time. He's like, yeah, but like that was when I we were just starting and I wasn't sure if I wanted to be in a relationship. Stop it. In the confessional, he says that he had sex while because he had someone come over to watch Star Wars. And they had I was like, Star Wars and chill is not a thing. Wait, but you no you one is one come over. Jacob, what kind of podcast do you think? At the start, be like, hey, hey, put the kids to sleep before you listen to this. Because Jacob is off the line. <laughs> I couldn't resist. After you said it, my mind was just locked on that statement. Um, but yeah, he had someone come over and they were watching Star Wars, which I don't know, a more sexually enticing movie than Star Wars. Are you a Star Wars guy? I've never seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it either. And all I know is that I've not like no one can sit through watching like Chewbacca do Chewbacca things and then be like, all right, let's put on some music. And no, that's not happening. So I don't know. And like, if you remembered what movie it was, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good time. Like, if you remember what movie was in the background, you were not paying attention to the right thing. So, and if you get in hard to lightsabers touching and zing <laughs> zam, and then Chewbacca doing that, nah, I don't nah. think. That, and then you what get is wrong with Layla's you, Buns, Like, child, you need, you need, you need more than we can assist. Yes, but if you're watching that and you're getting erect, that is not how that works. You realize that, right? No one's well, watching. If someone's Netflix and chilling, it's not they're like they're in the mood already. Some- but Puya, they're in the mood because they have the person next to them. Yes. But Puya, if I'm hearing Chewbacca, my PP is going, is doing a curve in, like, it's, it's, it's not. It, Wait. Too many bumping, too, too many, too many too, <laughs> bodies can only go that fast in order for me but to But again, if you were paying attention to the background, you're not paying attention to, yeah. like, that is not how that works, Jacob. Mm-hmm. What this tells me <laughs> is that you've not really gone the route of you're watching something and then something else happens. Well, yeah, for me, I kind of know what time it is when the time it is. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> is she similar to me with you? She doesn't understand him and storms off. So she dips. Okay. Steven tries to get her to talk. She declines. We find out in the next scene that Alina's mom, this is the next day. Alina's mom is coming to Turkey and she goes to pick him up from the airport and they're in the middle of this like bad fight. She just found out that he's lied about all this stuff. And we've seen her mom have her reservations about this relationship. So it's definitely going to get tense very quick. And I was not ready for this. Um, on the cab ride back from the, from the airport, Alina tells her mom that they fought the, the night before. That's why Steven's not there. And when asked about it, she says, well, he hit a lot of things for me. And she doesn't mm-hmm. tell her mom the full story, which I think is the right choice because she says, and this is proof that Alina is way more mature than Steven ever will be at like, and Alina is just 20. Alina was like, I'm not going to tell my mom until I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Then I'll talk to her. And I think that is a very mature way to go about it. I mean, please, so, you oftentimes hear like the people say, um, 
like say you know when one of your friends or you can even this could be a personal story for you so like you were dating someone and then they did something like so horrible and then you can forgive them but your friends and family when you tell them they're like oh f this person forever you know what oh I yeah mean? And, and that so, is definitely one of those things where you know i've definitely been in a position where um my friend was dating somebody and then they broke up and I told her, I'm like, yeah, he was a garbage person. I don't know why you were with this kid. And then they got together like a week back together a week later. And it's like, well, I can't take away what I said. And <laughs> that's not going to be great. So then there's that. And then there's also exactly what you're saying, where sometimes your friends who see you in that world of hurt or your family who see you in that world of hurt will never forgive the person who did that to you because they're protective over you. Mm-hmm. So. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's your relationship. And if you move on from it, everyone should be okay with it. But some people have a hard time like separating the two, especially if it's your daughter. Like, no, like that's going to be very hard to overcome. So I do think she made the right call here. No, I I completely agree. And I think she was protecting um, her relationship and also protecting, you know, also giving him that bit of grace to be like, I don't want my mom to have that harsh of a feelings towards you. And so, yeah, which we know she's gonna, but then absolutely. Um, when she arrives, he kind of puts in the work to butter her up. Uh, mm-hmm. The one thing I will give Stephen is he has definitely learned the language. He's, he can speak Russian and he can hold a conversation in Russian, which is a lot like Kenny can't do that in Spanish, but she uh, he can with with Russian. So he speaks with Alina's mom. He brings her Turkish chocolates. They sit down. They're having a conversation. Then he brings Alina a gift. And it is a kitty purse and he does the purr <laughs> to make it be like, ooh, punny. Okay. Hold on, Steven. I know you don't think this like $5 purse is going to erase what you did. So, and Alina <laughs> says the same. So then, um, Steven wants to reassure her mom that he loves her a lot and will take care of her. And then the mom said, well, you hurt her. And then he replied, well, it wasn't my intention. Of course it wasn't. No one's intention yeah. is to hurt. That would be sadistic. But then he tries to get her blessing and the mom's like, yeah, well, I'll get back to you on that one, chief. Like, that's not going to happen right away. I mean, as it should have been, I, I, I liked how the mom was kind of just like, I'm going to stand firm and I'm not going to let you just get, get, come off scotch free um, with this act. And so I love the rebuttals that she had and she was completely accurate in all of them. Yeah. And then the next time on for them, what we see is the, there's a conversation with the three of them with the mom, but then, her mom turns over to Alina and says, break up with him. So <laughs> I can't wait, dude. This next episode's going to be incredible. Oh my, this was a really fun one. This was like crazy. Had like a lot of like moments to get you anticipated for what's to come. So yeah, man. And I can't thank you enough for coming through. This was perfect. Of course. Puya, you know, you're my guy. And so anytime that I'm free and available, I would love to, you know, spend time with you. So yeah, it was, it was a fun time. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Where can people find you, dude? What do you have going on? Get the plugs in right now. So uh, you can find me on all social media at Jacob J underscore Jones, um, where you can DM me um, and, you know, just tweet at me and we can talk. Um, but also you can find me on the wrap ups um, for the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City podcast with Maggie Morgan. And we do that weekly, recapping the episodes. And um, yeah, we're actually recording right after this and it should be out tomorrow. Is this going to be out tomorrow, Puya? Um, this will be out either to, either Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. You know, I plugged this on my last week. I think I've been plugging it for the last two weeks ever since um, me and you got, got on the oh, show. Amazing. 
appreciate that. You know, after that one time that I didn't plug something for you and then Puya said, oh, you piece of shit. Then, you know, I'm <laughs> okay. Listen, listen, let's not air dirty laundry, but let's it was not because air dirty laundry. It was because Taryn, it was on a live feed update and Taryn was like, <laughs> Jacob, where can people find you? And like, he gave you the opportunity to plug and you said, Taryn, I just want to say, like, I enjoy your Twitch stream a lot. I was like, bro, it was your moment to plug your stuff. Why didn't you plug it? <laughs> no, I got you I on my podcast for I what? Literally, I literally, for, oh. <laughs> you see how he talks to me, y'all? Um, <laughs> can y'all tweet at Puya saying, hey, soften your approach to Jacob. He's a sensitive Pisces. Um, I'm a sensitive Pisces. What are you talking? Oh, you, you did a sensitive. diss track on me. Don't think I forgot. Puya, and you did multiple diss tracks on me. That's yours, true. Truly. But we don't need and to so, talk about those. You know, we only, yeah, of course we don't need to talk about it. Puya, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say that afterwards. But, um, yeah, you can find me there. Um, listen to the podcast. Even if you don't watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, you can still check it out. Uh, me and more, me and, Ma- I said me and Morgan, me and Maggie are super fun. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we get it popping. Love that. Absolutely. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I am streaming about three, four times a week. Come through, say hi. We've got a lot of content going on over there. And Mass Singer is happening. Leon and I talked about episode four. And we're going to talk about the next episode real soon. You can check that out. That podcast is out there. We got into a bunch of nonsense. But I feel like the Mass Singer podcast is 80% us talking nonsense, 20% us being investigators trying to figure out who is who. So definitely check that out. And let me put you on to something else, folks. If you are a listener of the Rahap Ups feed, if you if you are only subscribed to the 90 day feed, appreciate you. But if you are subscribed to the Rahap Ups feed as well, give the challenge Rahap Up a check, right? Challenge Rahap Up, Brian and Allie do such an amazing job there. They're talking all about season 37 of MTV's The Challenge titled Spies, Lies and Allies. Now that might rhyme. There's no rhyme to reason. To that, okay. But the season has been very fun, and especially for me, it's been great because I get to check them out as well. So, if you're a fan of Big Brother or Survivor, and you want the drama dialed up to a ten, then that's the challenge for you. So, go check it I was out. Actually, just on that podcast, Puya. You were. You did cover. Uh, I believe you co-hosted with Ali, right? Yeah, we sure did, baby. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the, y'all go over there. You know, let them know who who sent you. Would appreciate that for sure. And then if you can leave a rating or review for this podcast, I would appreciate that as well. You can do that over on robswebsitecom slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine, the number zero day fiance. I appreciate that from y'all so much. I am not done here. I still have 90 day bears all to talk to you at home about. Uh, we have <laughs> this week is going to be wild. It's going to be Darcy, Stacy and Jesse were on the episode. And I believe Darcy and Stacy sang a song. So I'll be talking about that in about 15 seconds. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Hello, everybody. And welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Bears All portion of the podcast. Now, I'm going to tell you who the guests were, and you're going to immediately get excited. You're going to think, oh, my God, it was a lot. I can't wait. I want to taper that expectation by telling you immediately it was not that great, okay? However, the guests this episode were Darcy, Stacy, Jesse, and Courtney, 
Okay. Courtney from one of those seasons before the 90 days that no one might remember, but it's fine. A lot of the focus was on Darcy and Stacy, including they performed a song at the very end. They debuted their first single. I have about a minute and a half of it here ready for you. So you're going to have, I listened to it. So you have to listen to it. Okay. We're going to put that at the end there for sure. But let me just quickly go through the segment with the rest of the show, because honestly, there wasn't all that much to cover. Now, Darcy and Stacy show up. There's talks about their surgeries that they had. Um, they are clearly be, they're clearly being goaded by Sean to like, Ooh, like show us what you got. So there's a little bit of that going on. We see a segment of them on a boat and then we see a segment of them. Uh, one of them getting their teeth work done. It was it, the teeth stuff. Like Liana's very against teeth stuff. I'm against teeth. So I don't like looking at teeth. It's weird. So that was a little bit hard to watch. However, um, a lot of the conversation here centers around their, what they've done there. And then they talk to. Darcy about her and Georgie breaking up. She's like, yeah, no, I'm in a better place, whatever, whatever. This is kind of rinse and repeat with Darcy and Stacy. We always see Darcy having the same, the same reaction, right? Because she's ended things with Jesse, with Tom, not with Georgie. We've seen her, um, go through these processes quite a bit in the 90 day universe. And they were also, uh, deemed 90 days favorite twins. I don't know if there are other twins in the 90 day universe, but I feel like they could have a shot of being my favorites personally. But what do I know? I'm just the, the messenger here. That's all. Okay. Then they bring in Florian as well, who he, there was a scene of him. They were talking about Christmas and he was asked about Santa Claus. No, Santa Claus is for New Year's only. Jesus is for Christmas. And then he explains how in Albania, um, the the New Year's Santa Claus is for the New Year's and not really for Christmas. Then they talk to him about, hey, well, we just found out Stacy can. There's only like a one percent chance that she can get pregnant. How do you feel? And he was like, this is my wife. Like, this is my person. I don't care. It's fine. Everything's good. So then that happens. And then they have the Darcy and Stacy play a game of guess who pretty much. So if you don't if you're not familiar with the game. They put a card on the forehead of the opposing person and the person that can see it has to try and give clues for the person who's branding the card on their forehead to guess who the person is that they are. And this was all to do with 90 day uh, cast members. So it was old 90 day cast members that were used here. Now they pretty much got all of them right. They were going head to head with Elizabeth and Andre's record who had done this in the past. There was soldier boy was there. Paolo was there. Angela was there. They guessed all three. Uh, Luis, that's the one they didn't, were not able to guess. And then there was Debbie who obviously they guessed very easily. Debbie, if you remember is the cast member on the next season of 90 day fiance, the single life. It's why I cannot believe that's happening by the way. And I, like I've said before, I will be covering that season of 90 day because it is quite frankly, too good to not talk about. Now I know that it's weird with TLC because um, discovery plus is the property owner of 90 day fiance, the single life, meaning they will be premiering November 12th as scheduled uh, weekly, there's going to be an episode on Discovery Plus. I'll be getting it there. But I've noticed that TLC does not show 90 Day The Single Life till way later because they were just going through 90 Day The Single Life Season 1 in this fall, whereas I had already watched it in the summer. So I'm 
Let me know on Twitter. Give me some feedback here. Should I wait until it's on TLC so that some of y'all that may not have access to Discovery Plus can can uh, watch it first? Or do you want me to talk about it as it comes out on this podcast through Discovery Plus? And, you know, there are ways to watch it other than Discovery Plus, I believe. So just let me know. We'll keep the dialogue going, potentially figure out what we're doing here moving forward. Now, Darcy and Stacey go away. Again, they're coming back. Don't you worry. You're going to get more Darcy and Stacy, sadly. We get Courtney who shows up. And, and Liana watched this episode last night and she told me, hey, I think Courtney was on something. Like she was acting strange. So I thought, okay, I'm going to watch it. I'll let you know. I watched it. Courtney is on something. She's definitely, I don't know. She felt like she was somewhere else the whole time. So we see her, one scene we see her in, she's with this guy, Adam, who she met via emailing and she is the brand ambassador for Adam's product, which is like period cups. They didn't really talk about the period cups much after that. It was mostly Sean comes in and talks about you and Adam. She's like, we're not really compatible. Then Sean asks Courtney some questions about her dating life. Courtney says, yeah, she goes on like three or four dates a day. Sometimes, you know, she sees them as a job interview. You got to like try and stack them and just get them out the way because I'm not going to waste my time. And then she is asked, um, what age is too old? I guess. She says 60 and she's oh wait, the search engine doesn't go beyond 80. I, I was lost. I, I still couldn't figure out what was going on with Courtney in this instance. And then she was asked the question that, you know, I think all of them get asked the single ones. Is there anyone in the 90 day universe that you would be interested in, in dating? And she said, and I'm not kidding you. She said, Chuck, who is Chuck? You may ask. Yeah. Elizabeth's dad, Chuck, Chuck of Elizabeth and Andre, Chuck and Charlie fame, that Chuck. And when asked why, she said he gives his family money. What? Okay, cool. We're just going to learn to go about that that way then. That's fine. Um, And then they talk about her latest business venture. And she talks about how she has now gotten into the business of feet picks and it wasn't, and then they showed us some clips. It wasn't just like pictures of feet. She was like, it's this guy's birthday. So I'm going to make him some special content. And she like smashed a cupcake with her bare feet and then like put whipped cream or not whipped cream, like frosting and like sprinkles on her foot. Is it happy birthday? It was weird. It was okay. I'm not kink shaming, but I was like, what am I watching? Weird, you know? And then she is told, well, you know, Charlie's wife, like she makes feet pics. She told us she gets 200 a pop per pick. She said, oh, can I see a picture? She's a picture. She's like, oh no, she doesn't make that much money. I was like, okay, you suddenly the, uh, the, the analyst here. That's fine. Whatever. It's cool. But here's where it got even more bizarre. So they had gotten a kiddie pool in the studio with a slide that went into the kiddie pool and there were a bunch of letter D's and letter M's in the pool. And Sean was like, all right, Courtney, we're going to have you slide into the DMs and read some of the DMs you have gotten for us. I was like, oh, that's a weird segue, but I get it. Slide into the DMs. There's a little pool of DMs. Not weird. Courtney gets in there. Also, I've like cut out some stuff that I haven't talked about where she talked about golden showers. It would be poignant to bring stuff like that up, given that Jacob was literally on this podcast, but we move. Um, so then, <laughs> so then she starts reading these messages and again, she's just 
incoherent in the responses to me. It was like, I think, I don't know. It felt like she was intoxicated, right? That's what I'm trying to say. So she reads a couple. It's like, oh, this person said something like, you're like a witch. There was one that was like, as your feet daddy, I would pay you $1,000 a week. That would make it $3,000 monthly for my feet baby. And I thought, well, that math doesn't math because there's four weeks in a month. So if you're paying a thousand a month, a week, that's 4,000 a pop, whatever. What am I, a mathematician? No, I'm just a podcaster trying to get you the recap of this nonsense that is on Discovery Plus every week. And it only gets more ridiculous folks. So then Courtney says her goodbye. She leaves. I've already forgotten a segment from earlier. So I'll bring it back there before we go to the finale. Jesse was brought on via call. And obviously, as some of y'all know, if you're watching Darcy and Stacey, Jesse and Georgie were in contact and talked about some stuff. Now, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty here because Jesse does what Jesse does best. If y'all haven't been acquainted with Jesse through the 90 Day Fiance podcast or show. Jesse is a gaslighter and just basically tries to act all high and mighty while pretending nothing phases him and put other people down. So when they immediately bring him in on video call, Darcy and Stacey are like, yeah, the past is the past. Like, yeah, you're happy to see you guys. And then like within like three minutes, he's out here being like, no, I paid for this therapy. I did this. You know, I tried all these things. Uh, uh, Darcy, she like was, she saw Tom while she was dating me and Darcy was like, no, we were on a break. Like that wasn't a thing. We were broken up. It was a lot of that. It was a lot of that back and forth. And, and both of them are very passive aggressive, both Darcy and Stacy. So they'll both be like, yeah, you know, that was, that was not true, but whatever. I'm happy you're happy. Like that kind of nonsense. So it was a very, again, very hard scene to get through, but it was not as difficult to get through as what I'm about to make you get through. So I had to listen to it which means you have to listen to it because we need to talk about it. But also, I'm not ready. This is going to be awful. But brace yourself, okay? I'll give you two seconds. Good luck. Each is yours, debuting their brand new song, Doing It Big. Give it up for Darcy and Stacy. <laughs> It's worse. So much worse. Walked in the club, eyes on me. What you know about a baby B I G? Walked in the club, eyes on me. Get, get, get up on my way. Me and my people came to play. Superstar status, living so lavish. Yeah, we the baddest. Yeah, we the baddest. MJ, no DS, that's us. Dreams in the gym so big, colossus. See me with a bottle in my hand. Yeah, sipping on about a grand. So plush. Feeling high like an eagle. Feeling evil, can evil. Walks in the club. 
eyes on me. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, enough. So that happened. Okay. So that happened and it was awful. And like, it's like they were off beat. They weren't harmonizing. They were missing lyrics. They were just yada yadaing. And the best part of this whole clip was that the crew, so the production crew in the background were like taped dancing and goofing off. And I thought, oh, y'all are having a good time. You're just chilling here. They all know this is nonsense and they're just hanging out. Who would have thought, who would have thought last year that Tariq would literally be undefeated and have the best live performance on Bears Hall? Tariq's hot sauce is phenomenal tune, y'all. I love it. It's on my Spotify playlist. I play it. This is not it. This was bad. And compared with this and what Stephanie did last week with, um, America comes to America. What are these performances, 90 Day? You do not need these people to give you music. You're not Fallon. You're not Kimmel. Well, why do you need a musical performance to, the, to end the night? Cause it's not good tunes. The only good thing that comes out of this is I get to suplex it on the podcast week in, week out. But then I have to make my listeners deal with some uncomfortable music for a minute and a half. So stop it. Okay. But also, if you keep doing it, I'm going to keep talking about it. So I guess it would work for you. That's a good formula for you. But that brings us to the end of this portion and the podcast proper. Thank you so much for joining everybody. I really do appreciate it. You can find me again on Twitter at Puyism. Let me know that conversation about 90 Day Fiance, the single life. Should we cover it when it comes out next month or should we wait for the TLC distribution? Let me know. I'm going to watch it regardless. So you know where my heart's going to be with that. And then you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I do stream about three, four times a week. This past week, I had Rob on to do a tier list on playground games which is a lot of fun we had a modded among us lobby it's been great 90 uh mass singer also going great liana and i talked all about um the fourth episode which was the was a party party time yeah it was a party party theme next week's going to be date theme it's a silly podcast we 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 say dumb stuff and then we investigate we're like the best of both worlds so definitely come check us out there and as always if you could leave a rating and review it really would help a lot. It allows me to get feedback from you, know what works, what doesn't, and it also helps people find our lovely podcast. You can go over to robinsonwebsite.com slash 90 day fiance to find that. I really appreciate you listening and toughing it out with me all the way here. Y'all are real ones. Let me tell you who's the guest next week as a reward. Next week, I will be joined by Maggie Morgan to talk all about 90 day fiance season three, episode eight of the other way but until then take care have a good one goodbye with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.